Hello and welcome to another episode of Backyard Catch. This is Bobby. We are joined by our good friend Will Harper. How's it going? Doing great. How about you, Nick? That's doing doing good. Just hanging out, ready to talk some football. It was a it was a full weekend. There was a lot of a lot of points scored. Um, some some tackling, some not tackling. But what what do you think of the weekend? Um. I thought it was I thought it was a fun weekend of football. Like you were saying, there were a lot of points scored this weekend, a lot of fun games to watch, um, and my Panthers finally won a game. Yeah, very excited about that. Yeah, granted, so, it was Arizona. Yeah, so not how, great, but how do you feel about the kid from the commercial with Cam Newton taking over as the starting quarterback? <laughs> Uh, I saw that. So the first person I saw that tweeted that was Matt Harmon, who's a Yahoo fantasy football guy. And in the comments, someone had commented, hey, Matt, how does it feel to never know you'll have a better tweet than this? And I was like, that's perfect. (laughs) That's a perfect tweet that the kid from the Cam Newton commercial warming up his arm ended up being Kyle Allen. That was awesome. But, yeah, apparently Cam has a Liz Frank injury in his foot, which is the same kind of injury that Jake Bentley has. Mm. But Bentley's required surgery, um, and they don't know if Cam is going to require surgery or not. If it's the same kind of exact Liz Frank injury without surgery, it's going to be several more weeks before he comes back at the best. So it's looking like the Cal Allen show for at least a couple more weeks, and then we'll see. Kind of after that, what happens? But if he keeps playing the way he did on Sunday, it's going to be hard to to go back to Cam. I know, which is crazy to think about. Just even from a couple years ago, that we're talking about, you know, this young young quarterback kind of taking over when they've had kind of a carousel of backups for him, and now it's like this might be the guy. Right? Um, It's just weird to think about with Cam. You know, these guys, you know, their bodies don't hold up for forever, but. It's weird to think about. Yeah, and with Cam, he's – so next year is the final year of his contract. Uh, and if he makes the the 53-man roster, they owe him $21 million. But if they cut him before then, it's only $2 million in dead in dead money. So if Kyle Allen steps up, shows he's the best quarterback on the roster right now since Cam's not healthy, you may be looking at Cam on the streets next season as a free agent. So, who knows? We'll Man. see what happens. Yeah. I mean, someone someone would pick him up for sure. Like, he wouldn't, oh, yeah. wouldn't not be playing. But it is, I mean, just to think about, Antonio Brown is going back to college. And Cam Newton's being replaced <laughs> by this commercial guy. And, yeah. So, there's just a lot of crazy stuff going on. I right saw where Antonio was going back to college to re-enroll at Central Michigan. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there's a petition right now of Central Michigan fans to try to get his eligibility renewed to to play again. Yeah, doesn't but, he? I mean, he only played three years, so uh, it wasn't honestly. Like a, I'm not sure. Did he only play three years? I'm pretty sure he. I mean, if I'm if I'm a betting man, he only played three years. <laughs> yeah, I know. He also released his uh, school schedule too that he was taking. Really? Yeah, it was it was pretty fun. I'm trying to see if I can find it for sure. You've been, but. you've been keeping up with Antonio since he's dragged your heart around and through the mud over the last month and a half. It, it's, you know, it, it's just this rise and fall of like, just it's false security 
is what it is. You know, I, I've been feeling like, okay, like, he's with the Raiders. You know, we'll figure it out. And then, okay, like, helmet's not going so great, but it'll be fine. It's just a helmet. Oh, okay. He got himself cut. Okay. Oh, he's going to the Patriots. Okay, I feel good about it. Well, you know, he'll, he'll make some plays. Brady. Okay, he played against Miami. It's fine. And then he's gone. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't see anybody picking him up the rest of the season either. Yeah. But we'll see. We'll see. Who but, knows with that guy? We'll see what happens. Yeah. But there was a there was a lot of a lot of good stuff. Was did anybody really stand out to you other than you were talking about the, the Panthers a bit, but did anybody really stand out from this past weekend? Um the game that I was most looking forward to was the Chiefs versus Ravens game. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately in my area, it wasn't the game that was on my TV. That game belonged to the Falcons and the Colts. So I had to just keep up with it on Twitter uh, and through fantasy apps. Um, But Lamar, he kind of took a step back this week in terms of passing. But he finally got in the end zone on the ground, ended up saving his fantasy uh, day. He ended up with like 21 points in the league that I have him, which is, I mean, it's a pretty good day for a quarterback. I mean, it's not... It's not a bad day by any means. Mm-hmm. Like a little, little bit above average. Um, but Mahomes definitely outdueled him. They ended up only winning by five. It seemed like they were up more than that, though. Like I felt like Kansas City was ahead more. But Baltimore ended up being a five-point win. So, Yeah. I mean, and, and Mahomes played well as, I mean, you know, 27, 27 or 37 for 374 and three touchdowns. I love that how if he doesn't throw over 300 yards, it's like a disappointment. Right. Because we're, we get so used to it. But, yeah, it looked like a good game. But it is pretty interesting how, just with the way how television works, that they have to pick out these national games ahead of time, mm-hmm. that that was the game of the weekend. But going into the season, you wouldn't have said that. Right. And so just interesting how they have to make these choices ahead of time. They can't really switch them. Unless it's like really late. Yeah, I wish I wish they could do the flex scheduling into the Sunday night game season wide, like season long. That'd be pretty awesome to have like a two week notice. So after week one, you could look and see like, oh, Kansas City and Baltimore are playing week three. Let's go ahead and and switch them out in there and have Lamar versus Mahomes at primetime. That would have been pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, another game that. I was looking forward to that delivered in a way was New Orleans and Seattle. I was looking forward to seeing how New Orleans was going to do without Drew Brees mm-hmm. and more selfishly, since I have Kamar in one of my leagues to see how Kamar was going to do without Drew Brees, because across all the fantasy expert landscape, pretty much for the past week, it's, it's been, I mean, Kamar is still good. Like he's still a top 10 back mm-hmm. in fantasy but he doesn't give you that top five outlook that he did before with Teddy Two Gloves as his quarterback. Right. So to see him go out, and I'll get more into him later on as we go through individual players, spoiler alert, for running back Salvin Kamara. But he ended up showing out. It was, it was his best game of the year so far. Um, and Russell Wilson, my goodness, 
came back and led the Seahawks almost all the way back because New Orleans got up and then Seattle had to come back. Um, it 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 wasn't really as close as a six point game as that New Orleans ended up winning by, but that was the game I was looking forward to, and didn't disappoint too much. Yeah. That's what about good. you? Uh, one that I was in- really interested in was Houston and uh, L.A. Chargers. Just because you've got these two offenses where you're kind of seeing where both have like played well at times and other times they've kind of struggled. And, I mean, there's the fact of just having – just seeing – want to see how Deshaun would do in – in this game and also seeing I, having me having Philip Rivers personally, just wanting him to have a good week and Houston outlasts them 27 to 20. Watson has a big game, 351 yards, three touchdowns, kind of having more of a signature game that, were, that we were all kind of waiting for. And even though the chargers didn't necessarily win, they still produced a good game. I mean, Keenan Allen went off too, though. He had 13 receptions, 183 yards, and two touchdowns. I also heard he had 17 targets, which is for wide receivers. 17 targets? 17 targets is what I heard. Which basically, Phillip Rivers is first and second and third option is Keenan Allen. And fourth option is throwing the ball away. It's basically what (laughs) Yeah. So, Houston comes out with the win. The Chargers have probably had a little bit of a disappointing start to the year, but that's not the easiest schedule for them to start with. But that was that was an interesting game for me. For sure. The another the big game that got a lot of attention um was going to be the Rams and the Browns. Mm-hmm. The Sunday night game. It lost a little bit of its luster after the first couple of weeks and the Browns didn't look as hot as they did coming into the season. Yeah. But I thought it was a pretty – I mean, it wasn't a a great game by any means. It was close, and it wasn't exciting as expected. But that was a game that I, I watched. It's kind of sad that the most exciting game of the weekend was between the Giants and the Buccaneers. Yeah, it sounds gross on paper, but it really was. Right. Um. We had the the debut of Danny Dimes, who did not disappoint at all. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get into him more later on too. But yeah, to see um, exactly what happened there was pretty amazing. To see the way that he led a team, especially with Saquon going down, which I'll let you have your moment of peace for Saquon too. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah. To see him come in and lead, and then run that touchdown in on fourth down to go up and then the Bucks come right back down the field go to kick a game winning field goal and in classic Buccaneers fashion they miss it yeah that is a very that's a very Bucks way to do it yeah Saquon went down with a high ankle sprain which I mean I guess it is good to know that he is a human being because we weren't we weren't fully sure but yeah, I mean, it is it is disheartening. I guess for now, you just need to keep him in a protective bubble, uh, monitoring and all of his in and out take. But <laughs> uh, for for me, uh, 
we're going to do a lot of internal uh, searching just to make sure we can prevent this from ever happening again. Yeah, but, but I was high ankle sprain, right? Yeah, it's a high ankle sprain. So he, they're saying he's out probably until their bye week or so, which is like week eleven. So, oh wow, that's pretty yeah, much like it, the it, entire fantasy regular season. Yeah, it, it, they're saying he'll be back for fantasy playoffs. Which is like week 13, 14. Which is assuming that, because he went first overall, so that's a long way between your first pick and your second pick. So assuming those teams make it to the playoffs, he'll be back in the playoffs. Yeah. Which, you're in a pretty good spot. You're 3-0 right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing all right. I, I've, I've been impressed so far. It's kind of one of those things, like, I don't want the castle to crumble. Um, but also, just just for listeners are aware of, my the first, first overall pick, and I picked Saquon, which I feel I feel great about still. I mean, and we're also we're in a dynasty league. I feel man, we have these guys for multiple years. Like we had like a twenty five man roster, so we can have players. But also means that like there's nothing on the waiver wire. Like it, it, <laughs> yeah, it, there's not much at all. I mean, the waiver wire is like four strings. So I mean, there's guys, but that so I, I had Saquon first, and then I had. We did a snake draft where you pick about. I'm first, so I would pick back to back. So I had to pick 11 and 12. Then I picked Dalvin Cook, who's been doing great. And then I picked Antonio Brown. So on paper, it felt great. And then, so that means with Saquon out and then Antonio having his moment, that means that Dalvin Cook is like my main guy right now. So he's balling out. So I feel, I feel good, but there's, there's some. There's some little flickers of concern, so I'm trying trying to figure it out, but I feel good right now. For sure. Yeah, so. I mean, you're in a pretty good spot. There's three undefeated teams in our league. You're one of them, and I'm one of them as well. And I'm playing the other guy that's undefeated this coming week, so there's guaranteed to be at least one more undefeated team that's 4-0, so we'll see if you can... See if you can keep it up. See if you can make it too, yeah. The best part is the guy you're playing auto-drafted, and he's 3-0. That's, so, so sometimes that's the way it works sometimes. Sometimes that's just the best way to go. It's just not even, not even get your thoughts into so it. You don't know? trust yourself. Just let the, let the machine let, pick for you. Let the machine pick it. Anything uh, else you want to talk about team-wise and game-wise before we tra- jump into some players? Um, no, I, I feel... I feel pretty good. Yeah, I said let's go jump into to, to our players. Okay. So I'll, since we've been talking about the Giants, I'll just jump in and keep talking about Daniel Jones. So that that was my quarterback, just because there are a lot of there are a lot of great quarterbacks this week. I mean, that, honestly, there are some guys who really had some great games. So it's hard to pick between these, but basically, Daniel Jones on the road in his first start, six overall pick, got a lot of people messing with the Giants about taking him. And he goes and has 336 yards, 23 of 36, two touchdowns, leads the Giants on a comeback. Saquon goes down in the first half. He don't. They don't have OBJ. You know, that's a pretty big week for a guy who there's not a lot of, I mean, basically he was kind of playing with house money, if you want to say. Mm-hmm. Like, we're expecting him not to do well. Um, I think my favorite part of the whole thing is how – like how much people have jumped on uh, the Giants for taking Daniel Jones, and then how quickly they have turned back after one week. Right. And first take was having like a, this huge apology about how they didn't trust Daniel Jones. So 
it's been really funny to watch people have these hot takes and then immediately reverse them. And not it's about them. like how um, who was oh Chris Dad Porzingis same market several years ago whenever the Knicks drafted Porzingis. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing a little kid with the jersey who just booed him the whole time, and then he ended up being their favorite guy. Of course, yeah. they've traded him since then to Dallas, but. Yeah, just it's kind of the same situation with Daniel Jones. Like whenever the Giants drafted him, just got hammered, just got destroyed. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, yeah, and then now he's everyone's favorite guy. So yeah, it's crazy. We'll see how he can how he can do when he's really. It's just gonna be just him for a bit. So right, I think I think he'll do well. But uh, who's sure. who's your quarterback? All right, my, did you give us stats? I can't remember. I did, I did. Okay. All right. I got Russell Wilson as my quarterback of the week. Oh. Um, I was, I was, I'd mentioned earlier when I was talking about the Seahawks and Saints game that the Saints had got ahead and then the Seahawks had to work their way back. Russell Wilson ended up with 406 passing yards for two passing touchdowns. In and of itself, it's a, it's a solid stat line. Like that's that's great. He also had 51 rush yards and two rushing touchdowns. <laughs> so he finished with 457 total yards and four touchdowns. Just total domination. Uh, with them having such a negative game script, having to come back against the Saints, that put him in position to throw that many times. He hooked up with Lockett a lot, um, had a big play to DK Metcalf. Mm-hmm. Oh, Will Disley, the tight end, still hanging in there. Scored a touchdown at the very end. So he was having to throw a lot more than I think that Seattle wants to. They want to be able to run, but Carson's had some butterfingers so far this year. Uh, Rashad Pitty hurt his hammy in walkthrough. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> this is a lot of unfortunate events in the run game led to this offensive outburst by Russell Wilson. But, yeah. 406 yards, passing, two touchdowns, 51 rushing, two more touchdowns. I'd say it's a solid quarterback line. Yeah, that's 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 okay. I mean, it's it's acceptable. You know, <laughs> it, it, he can do better, but for sure, no, that that's that's a great week. And on a losing effort too. That's the crazy part is how much he's had to kind of do on his own with that. You know, how much the offense is kind of built around him and his ability just to make plays. Right. It was it's just really impressive to see what he's been doing for how long too. Um so running back wise, we're gonna go back to the Panthers. Um I because I picked CMC because all he did was he rushed for twenty four rushes, hundred and fifty three yards, a touchdown, and just threw in three for thirty five in the passing game and really has become the focal point of that offense. Um Kyle Allen, you know, was the talk of the game because of they won convincingly with a young quarterback on the road in his first NFL start. But when you have a guy putting up that kind of stat line, that really takes pressure off of a quarterback to have to make all these plays. And it really does set up, I think, Kyle, Kyle Allen to have, if I'm going to pick between the two, I think Dan, Daniel Jones is probably more talented than Kyle Allen, but I would say Kyle Allen has better – um parts in place for him to be successful in the in the interim um, while they're waiting for injuries to come back. So 
I think just the, the thing with McCaffrey is just how consistent he is too. And just everyone's like knows that he's the main part of the offense. It's coming. Um, but I like how creative North Turner's getting with like even splitting him out wide and then he'll come back in and then they'll do a run play or just how much movement and try how they try to get creative and just getting him an open in space and kind of letting him do his thing, which opens up other guys because they have to play him in one-on-one coverage. For sure. So, yeah. And especially with Cal Allen being able to throw the ball down the field, which is something that Cam couldn't really do through the first two weeks, it's opening up kind of the linebackers are playing back a little bit more because like, the Panthers have a legit chance to throw down field now. Samuel and DJ Moore are both outstanding receivers that you couldn't really see much of with Cam and the way he's um, not been able to, to really throw the ball that well yeah. this year. Um, but to be able to see them, and, and Arizona saw that, so they started having to play back a little bit. And then on the huge 70-plus yard run that he had where he scored a touchdown, he literally ran straight up the middle. <laughs> yeah, it, it, was, was... it was a halfback dive, if you play NCAA or Madden. A halfback dive straight up the middle, and then no one touched him the whole way down the field. So going forward, especially with, with Allen as the starter now, at least for the foreseeable future, starting in Houston this week, like they have game tape now of Cal Allen actually being able to throw the ball downfield with some accuracy. And they know Samuel's got that blazing speed. DJ Moore's super shifty. Mm-hmm. Um and then Greg Olson, of course, just being Greg and finding ways to be open all the time. Uh, CMC is going to have some holes. And it's something that he, he hasn't had much of this year, and he's still done good. So now that they have some holes for him to run through, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's only up from here, theoretically. Yeah. So I hear if you have an opportunity to trade for him, it sounds like it will be a good opportunity, right? I'm well, currently in discussions right now. To, currently to discuss- yeah, there's... Christian. There's some there's some crazy stuff being thrown around right now, guys. So we're I'm both- currently uh, looking through a three man trade where I would acquire Christian McCaffrey. I know. Which... I'd give up two solid players and my first round pick. So we're 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 working out details. My um, my Apple Watch is vibrating off my hand right now. <laughs> I don't Just know what's these, going on. All these trades. So, it's Tuesday yeah, trades. So- yeah, this it's usually Tuesday night waiver night is the big thing, but tonight is trades. So well after after the pod's over, I'll I'll wade through wade through my options and see what happens. Yeah, people getting antsy. Oh yeah. They're just um let's move on to my running back. I mentioned earlier, gave you a little spoiler warning, so now I'm gonna come through with it. Alvin Kamara. Mm-hmm. He had sixteen rushes for sixty nine yards and a touchdown which is pretty nice, but, I mean, if Alvin Kamara only has 69 yards, not great. The best part of this is nine catches for 92 yards, another touchdown. Uh, the nine for 92 and a touchdown is like a wide receiver one stat line in and of itself. So to have that on top of a pretty good running stat line of 69 yards and a touchdown, mm-hmm. you have a great line for Kamara. And especially, like I mentioned earlier, with Teddy Two Gloves as his quarterback now, um, mm-hmm. until until Breeze comes back, people were wondering, how's that going to affect Kamara? And then, like I said, he had his best game of the year. So hopefully looking up for Kamara now. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And 
that they're they're going to make the the path for him to really get to be the top guy. So, yeah, another great week for him. Um, I guess we can just keep keep on rolling uh, for wide receivers. I took the one and the only Mike Evans from the Buccaneers. But a week. I know. He, you wouldn't think in the beginning of the week the Giants and the Buccaneers would be getting a lot of love, but that really was, you could almost argue, the marquee game of the weekend, as it turns out. I mean, because he only had eight, eight catches for 190 yards and three touchdowns. Um, it really just, I mean, he literally put the team on his back because Jameis Wimpson would just throw it up and Mike Evans would bring it down. So, who, if you guys remember, Mike Evans was Johnny Football's. Uh, Johnny Menzel's quarterback in college. So, I mean, who did he make Johnny football a thing? I don't know. There's there's arguments out there. So, but he he balled out this weekend, especially in with him being the guy in the offense. It's kind of it's kind of the offense in Tampa Bay we were kind of expecting, or there the potential was always there, but it just hasn't hasn't come through. But he he balled out this week. I'd, I'd love to have him on my team. Right, and he uh, he's been playing second fiddle in the receiving game to Chris Godwin through the first couple of weeks, and then to see him break out and Godwin have kind of an okay day. Um, both these guys are going to be great. If you have either one on your fantasy team, then you've got a solid wide receiver two with wide receiver one upside each and every week for both of these guys because they're going to be throwing the ball a lot in Tampa. <laughs> That's what Bruce Arians does. Speaking of teams that throw the ball a lot, my wide receiver of the week is Cooper Cup. Ooh. He had 11, 11 catches. Cooper Cup, that's right. <laughs> the Cooper Trooper. Um, he had 11 catches for 102 yards, two touchdowns. Now I have a special affinity for um, Cooper Cup this week. He won me my fantasy league in our matchup this week. Yeah. He literally at one, at one point in the day on Sunday, you know how it has like a win percentage thing, like a win percentage right. bar. Right. Literally at one point during the start of the f- afternoon games, like right at four fifteen, four twenty, I had a one percent chance of winning the matchup. Literally one yeah. percent. And then Cooper Cup came back and then scored that last touchdown. And got me the W. So Dang. I have a, a special appreciation for Cooper Cup. He is involved in this trade offer that has been sent to me. So I would be departing with Cooper Cup for Christian McCaffrey if I accept. So we'll we'll we'll, we'll have to see. <laughs> so so what I'm hearing is you're you're about to tell him, hey, thanks for winning, literally winning me the week last week. And you're on the trading block. Pretty much. Well, I did have the Bears defense go after that, too. So, I guess technically, I ended up winning by a pretty good bit because the Bears balled out. But at the time, Cooper won me the week. Yeah. But there is a third person in this trade offer. It's a a rare three-team offer. And I don't know if if that – because that third person that hasn't said anything yet is the person who would actually be trading away Christian McCaffrey. Mm. So we'll see what they think about it. Yeah. There you go. But we, we'll All right. Keep y'all updated. All right, tight end? Yep, moving on tight end. Okay. I will go. Um, 
You know, I, I, I picked a guy, you know, we, we try to give try to give people some spotlights too. You know, there's some people who you all have heard of before or big names that get talked about a lot. And there's some guys, you know, we like to share the love a little bit. Don't don't get their names called as often. So I picked a guy that even I didn't know as well, but he really balled out this week. I picked Jordan Akins from the Houston Texans. So he only had three receptions. I'll give you that. But it was for 73 yards and two touchdowns. And it was the go-ahead touchdown in the fourth quarter that really put the game away for Houston. It was like a 53-yard touchdown where he's just galloping down the sideline. This 6'4", 250-pound man is just like speeding away. It was it was impressive. Um, so, you know, is this just a one-week wonder? Who knows? But I got to say, is he really... He really balled out this week and, and helped the Texans uh, win against the Chargers. Yeah, whenever you told me you were picking him, I literally said, who was that? I never heard of him before. <laughs> yeah. And you know a lot of and I And I, didn't, I, I take pride in knowing a lot, uh, but somehow that missed me entirely. So congrats to you for choosing him. <laughs> yeah. Um, my tight end of the week, is a little bit of a homer pick, not because I have him in fantasy, but because he is the Carolina Panther legend, Greg Olson. Mm. Um, in his first game without Cam Newton, who he's kind of been known as Cam's security blanket for the yeah. last couple of years, um, he came out with six catches for 75 yards and a pair of touchdowns from Kyle Allen. And he just found himself open in the middle of the field, just all afternoon, anytime he needed somebody, like there was Greg, <laughs> somehow wide open. Old man and Greg, open. Right, and now too, just from a fantasy perspective, going forward, this is three straight weeks of tight ends just going ham against the Arizona Cardinals. So they had T.J. Hawkinson week one go for over 100 yards and a touchdown. Mark Andrews last week went for over 100 yards and a touchdown. This week, Greg goes for 75 yards and two touchdowns. So if you have a tight end playing against the Cardinals this year, it's looking like that's a pretty good start. Hey, I'm I'm looking at the schedule. Guess who's playing the Cardinals this week? Guess which tight end? It's after your namesake. Who is? Will Will Disley's playing the Cardinals this week. So I guess, spoiler, I guess we can just say that Will's probably picking Will Disley next week. Uh, as I think, uh, oh, picking him as my tight end of the week. Probably. I do love Will Disley. I thought you meant picking him up at first. And I actually drafted Will Disley, and I cut him at one point, And he has now been taken, so I cannot pick up Will Disley. Mm. Sad. But I do have Mark Andrews and Evan Ingram, so I think I'm set on tight I think, end. I think, I think you're okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Looking forward yeah. to this coming weekend. Um, what games are standing out to you while you get while you look at them and mull it over for a second? I actually want to start with the Thursday night game, the Philly and Green Bay game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Green Bay is three and zero, but they have not looked good doing it. And Philly cannot stay healthy. They're one and two. Uh, I don't know if Alshon's going to play. It's looking like he might this week. Uh, Deshaun Jackson's still out. 
who knows what's going on with the running backs with Miles Sanders and Jordan Howard and Darren Sproles. I don't think that Peterson exactly knows what's going on with them and who he's going to play and how much they're going to play. And then Green Bay, they just, I mean, they, they're 3-0, and but it just hasn't looked good, <laughs> like at all. It seems like the at the very beginning of the game, they know what they're going to do, and they come out and execute on the first drive and look pretty good doing it. And then it's like they're just standing there with the clipboard, not knowing what plays to call. So yeah. we're looking to see what happens. My boy Devontae, he's still yet to score a touchdown on the season. Yeah, it's early. It's but early. Yeah. I have him in all three leagues. In my three leagues, I'm a combined eight and one. So it hasn't hurt me yet. But I'm going to need him to start scoring touchdowns <laughs> if yeah. I want to maintain my, my, my streak of good luck. So let's, let's pick it up, Devontae. Aaron Rodgers, I'll start throwing my man the ball. He needs more than four catches. And even four targets is all he got. So he had four catches on four targets this week. Devontae is more of a, a, a 10 to 11 uh, yeah. target kind of guy. So yeah, let's, let's pick that up a little bit. Yeah, no, I think it's it's a good one. It'll be interesting to watch watch that. And I think Devontae's is it, it, yeah, it kind of feels like they're waiting for once the offense kind of starts clicking, he'll that's when he'll really start going off. Um, one that's interesting for me is it's kind of because it's probably got my two favorite teams. If I was picking two favorite teams this week, the Panthers are playing at the Texans, which will be really interesting to see those guys play. Can Kyle Allen keep up uh, the game he played? Or can the Texans show their consistency? Um, you know, because two and two looks a lot different than one and three or three and one. It's one of those kind of weeks where a win or a loss and your schedule looks, your record looks a lot different. So I'll be really interested to see how, the, how that kind of game plays out, especially with being at Houston. For sure. Um, there's two more matchups that I think we need to, to mention before we wrap it up. And the first one is Minnesota and Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, Minnesota and Chicago are both 2-1 so far. That whole division right now, the NFC North, and we kind of slammed the Lions at the beginning of the season. The Lions are 2-0-1. Oh, they tied yeah. with the Cardinals in week one, and then they've won their past two games, including at Philly this past weekend. So they're 2-0-1. Oh, we mentioned the Packers are 3-0. and oh. And then the Bears and Vikings are both two and one. So the loser of this game, even though both these teams have looked pretty good this year, except for Mitchell Trubisky, um, one of these teams is going to be in last in that division after this game. That's pretty two crazy. Two. Yeah. yeah. So it's two of the top defenses in football going at it. Um, so it should be a low scoring game in theory. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that matchup. I think I think that'll be good. Just one note that uh, of a game that looks it's gonna be kind of funny. Uh, we have two matchup and of undefeated teams uh, this week. One would be the Patriots, who are three and zero, and they're playing at the Bills, who are also three and zero. Surprise, undefeated. I know. So one of them will have a loss, but I just like that that they're technically undefeated. And then the Chiefs and the Lions are also both undefeated. Lions mm-hmm. have have that tie. So that that'll be fun to watch those teams kind of For play, sure. see who kind of makes himself uh, stand out. So, absolutely. 
Yeah. Uh, but the game, the game of the weekend, though, I think is actually the Sunday night game. It's Dallas and New Orleans. Mm. I'm really looking forward to that one to see because Dallas really hasn't played a great team yet. And then New Orleans, I think even without Breeze and with Teddy Bridgewater, mm-hmm. we would still consider them a great team. So to see Dallas and New Orleans go at it, which could potentially be a NFC championship preview, perhaps. Still too early to tell. But yeah. they're two teams that look like they are two of the best bets to make it to the NFC championship or at least a playoff preview. Mm-hmm. Uh, to see what what happens there, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott and Alvin Kamara are two of the three best running backs in the league right now. So hopefully we'll see some some ground and pound action in that one, and it's something I'm looking forward to. I hate both of these teams, so I don't know who I'm going to root for. Probably just going to root for Kamara, and then hope <laughs> that Dallas wins. I hate. But I hate Dallas. I don't know. It's such a tough decision. Fantasy football is so weird whenever you actually are, like, are a fan of a team, too. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a weird, like, I want this guy to do well, but then I want them to lose at the same time. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of like I've been start, in that position a lot. You kind of, I feel like you end up hoping for a lot of points is what really is what you want. You just want the a high worst, score. Right. The absolute worst, though, is when, like, I have Alvin Kamara and he plays the Panthers twice a year. So you have to root against the Saints, but for Alvin Kamara and for the Panthers, but against the Panthers' defense. Like, it's a super weird, like, circle of fandom. I don't yeah. know exactly the best way to, to do it or describe it. Unless you've actually been in it, you probably don't know what it feels like. But, yeah, it's, it's super strange. Mm. Well, there you go. Uh, another uh, week. Yes. One more thing, too. The Monday night game this week is 0-3 Cincinnati versus 0-3 Pittsburgh. I, so, I, I, I did see that, the 0 first. So set your, set your DVR now. Yeah, for the – and then the big uh, graph, first-down graphics that are highlighted are yellow, too. So. <laughs> uh, which are now black and white. I, I paid special attention to it last night. I was like, I wonder if they're going to be black and white again. And then, yep. There it was, black and white. Oh man. Well, there you go. I know. One of them will will we'll get a win. We'll see. <laughs> well, guys, thanks so much for listening. Remember uh to like and uh, subscribe to the podcast, share with friends, family, anyone who'd be interested in sports and the conversations we have about sports. So, Will, as always, thank you so much for being on the podcast. No problem, uh, man. Enjoy doing this each and every week with you. Yeah, yeah, and good luck with your trades. We'll have to see how that goes down. They are waiting with bated breath of how you're going to respond to this trade. So, and I'm very curious too. So, (laughs) we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, And for now, we're signing off.